I'm Elizabeth Ray and welcome to my podcast, Authentic Elizabeth. We will discuss all things mental health, including eating disorders, trauma, EMDR therapy, and intuitive eating. Thanks for listening. Today I thought we would talk about body image. I just want to start by saying that even though I might be going through things and it might seem like I am presenting it in a way that it's cut and dry or pretty simple, I in no way want people to think that I believe that. It's a process. It takes time. It's a lot of hard work. And some of these steps and tools can help to get there, to get to the point where maybe you have body neutrality. So what is body image? Body image is the perception that a person has of their physical self and the thoughts and feelings that result from that perception. So I want to repeat that. Body image is the perception that a person has of their physical self and the thoughts and feelings that result from that perception. And just just so we're clear about that, these feelings can be positive, negative, or both, and are influenced by individual and environmental factors. There are four factors that typically influence our body image. The first is how you see your body. That's your perceptual body image. So sometimes, and I find this a lot in treatment, I bring this up a lot, our perception of our bodies is not always accurate. Let me rephrase that. Our perception of our bodies may not be actually how we look. How we see ourselves might not be how others see us and their perception of our bodies. Sometimes people can perceive themselves as overweight or underweight, and it could be the opposite. In eating disorder treatment, this body image can be taken to a whole other level. People struggling with eating disorders often see themselves in a very distorted view, and it is not what others actually are seeing in regards to them. So when you look in the mirror, are you seeing what I'm seeing when I look at your body? How we see ourselves, that perceptual body image, can affect our body image, right? It's our effective body image. And this relates or kind of brings up the amount of satisfaction or dissatisfaction that we might have about our shape, about our weight, about our body parts. The second area is the way we feel about our body. That's our effective body image. And this relates to the amount of satisfaction or dissatisfaction that we have around our body parts, our weight, our shape, our overall body. The third thing is the way that we think about our body. That's our cognitive body image. And this can lead to a lot of preoccupation with shape and weight. And I think we've all kind of had that on one day or another, depending on how we feel about our bodies. The fourth um, are behaviors in which you engage as a result of your body image. And that's our behavioral body image. So often when we feel bad about how we look, we might isolate ourselves or we might engage in different ways to deal with the fact that we feel poorly about our body. And some of the ways that we might do that, you know, can be a whole lot of different things. When you look in the mirror, what is it that you see? That's your body image, right? And it encompasses, you know, what you believe about your own appearance. Um, And a lot of things that would play into that would be 
your own experiences, your own memories, your assumptions, generalizations, how you grew up, how body image or how bodies were talked about, were your parents on a diet a lot of the time, were your parents dissatisfied with their bodies, how you feel about your body, including height, shape, weight, how you sense and control your body as you move. Um, So what's your physical experience in your body? Are you comfortable in your body when you move? Do you feel discomfort? Do you feel like it's related to your shape or your weight? Body image really starts at a pretty young age. We think about it. If you grew, grew up in a home that, like I said, had a lot of dieting or there was a lot of body talk or body shaming or bullying around body or if you were told that you needed to go on a diet at a young age or were put on a diet with your parents, All of these things are going to end up affecting how you see your body, how you feel about your body, your belief of what a body should look like or shouldn't look like. We can often internalize messages that we are given growing up. So not only can that come from a family of origin or from extended family, but from society. Society has a lot of rules out there around bodies. When you look at magazines, typically you're going to see a smaller bodied person. Uh, This is changing a little bit. I love the fact that I can walk into like Target now and the pictures that they have around the store are all body sizes and shapes and people of color. And I just feel like it's um, such a positive message that they're trying to send when in the past very much uh, the opposite has been the case. We look in magazines, we look at commercials. Often we see a very similar body type and it's hard to resonate with a different body type if that's yours, if you're being told that the acceptable one is the one you're seeing on the screen. A negative body image often involves a distorted perception um, of one's shape. Body dissatisfaction is another term for that. Um, A lot of feelings of shame can come up around that. Uh, Self-consciousness, anxiety. People with a high dissatisfaction often feel very flawed in comparison to others. More likely to suffer from comorbidities such as depression, isolation, low self-esteem, and eating disorders. So body image often starts at a very young age, and it can endure throughout a lifetime. So by age six, girls especially start to express concerns about their own weight or shape. And 40 to 60% of elementary school girls are concerned about their weight or about becoming too fat. And over one half of teenage girls and nearly one third of teenage boys use unhealthy weight control behavior such as skipping meals, fasting, smoking cigarettes, vomiting, and taking laxatives. And I'm going to add vaping um, since that's one of the newer things out there that uh, has become pretty popular for a weight suppression tool. So body image can affect us all. Uh, there's really like no uh, socioeconomic status that it doesn't apply to or culture that it doesn't apply to. Um, there are going to be different triggers or different um, things in society that might affect each of us depending on where we live. And we can all be affected by it. You know, we know that in Western culture, 
there's a lot of pressure to succumb to societal appearance. And often that's about beauty or being thin. And boys can be faced with needing to be lean and muscular. And while that's not necessarily going to be something that leads to an eating disorder for everybody, it can certainly lead to a dissatisfaction with our own bodies and how we feel about ourselves. There's a lot of body positivity, um, movement, and things of that nature going on now, which are pretty fabulous. I support it 100%. Um, and what would that what would that entail? So it's like working on promoting size diversity, body acceptance, and just overall healthier body image for all, all genders, ages, races, etc. All bodies are good bodies. I think that's something that we forget in this culture of ours and in this society of ours that tries to tell us that we can only feel good about ourselves if we look a certain way. So I'm going to say that that's not true and can lead to disordered eating and eating disorders and just a general dislike for ourselves overall if it our body has to look a certain way for us to like ourselves. And that kind of comes back to internal versus external validation. If we are looking and need to be validated on an external level all the time, The problem with that is that's not sustainable because we have to continuously look and be a certain way to continue to get that validation. Whereas if we have internal validation or we like ourselves or have self-esteem within ourselves, we don't need that outward validation. We know who we are. We know that we're of worth. And while it might be nice to get an occasional compliment or somebody to say something nice about us, our self-esteem, our daily interactions, our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves aren't tied to that or don't depend upon that. It's really an important thing to think about and to remember. So how do we go about changing our thinking? What our parents taught us or what society taught us can affect us throughout our whole lifetime. And yet it's possible to change our thinking and our beliefs, right? Somebody else's values don't have to be our values. At what point do we decide that we want to do things differently for ourselves, And how do we go about making that change? So these are some ideas, just kind of want to put them out there. So the first thing would maybe do to do some introspection around ourselves. And we can do this by examining our own attitudes, beliefs, our own prejudices, behaviors around food, about weight, body image, physical appearance, healthy versus unhealthy exercise. I think that can take some time and some work to really explore those things. I mean, do we say to ourselves, um, if I work out today, then I can have that chocolate muffin later, or I didn't work out today, so I'm skipping breakfast. I would say that those are probably unhealthy behaviors and don't promote a positive body image. So mindful eating, I don't know if you've heard of that, if it's something that you have ever um, explored, but really what does that mean? That means that you sit down, you are present when you're eating, you're not maybe watching TV or distracted, you're enjoying the food and 
if needed, you're saying to yourself, my body needs and deserves nourishment, and I will nourish my body. Your body needs the fuel for so many things. It's really, really important. I think another thing that I would really point out is work on not constantly criticizing our own shape. What might that look like? Uh, We might say things like, I'm so fat, I need to lose weight, if only I didn't have this much extra weight on me. That self-criticism can kind of slowly eat away at us, right? And it implies that our self-worth is directly related to our body size. And as we talked before, a lot of our body size is genetics and other things that play into that. So as in, it, I guess it comes down to us evaluating our beliefs and is how our body looks more important than our character, who we are as a person. I would really kind of think about that. I think a, a thing that I might talk uh, about as well is um, my daughter and I recently were kind of talking about... Um, thoughts around food, um, beliefs around food. And I think in that also um, came up around body positive sites to have in our news feeds and in our social media. And, And what do I mean by that? Well, if we are surrounding ourselves constantly with and being inundated constantly with what the society tells us, that thin is better, that we have to look a certain way, all of those different types of things. If that's what we are constantly seeing and being bombarded with day in and day out on our social media feeds, it's hard to have a different belief around that. But what if we got rid of those from our feeds? What if we followed on Instagram some of these very positive body image sites, these neutrality around body image, the belief that all foods fit, that in moderation we can eat anything, that our bodies are okay just the way we are, that we can love ourselves regardless of what size our body is. What a different experience that could be for us. Because if that's what we're seeing and hearing and reading, I imagine it's going to be easier for us to make a shift within our own thoughts. Because that's also now what we are inundated with and what a different experience that could be for us. So what do we do if we're a parent or a grandparent? And I think just even for ourselves, but how do we promote or work on modeling, you know, healthy attitudes about our bodies? I think that one of the first things that we can do is to just help children accept um, and enjoy their bodies. So that might just look like um, them loving themselves the way they are. Their bodies are going to start to change a little bit. And if we have so much focus on and concern on the fact that they're going through puberty and now their body might look a little bit different, they're going to take that and internalize that and believe that something's wrong with them, that their body's not okay the way it is, that because they're hungry, they ought to not be eating that food, because what does that say about themselves, about their self-control, all these different things. I mean, there's so much wrapped up in that. It's not that simple that it's just, well, you need to lose weight, or you don't need to lose weight. How about just allowing them to be themselves, to have physical activity for 
the sheer joy of moving their bodies and, and enjoying their bodies, experiencing their bodies as it grows. I think another thing that we could do is to model and set up positive example of healthy and balanced relationship with food. So what might that look like? I guess first thing is, uh, is a diet a constant part of our vocabulary, a constant part of what we're talking about food? Are we talking about exercise in a way that is like, I can eat that because I have that, which I mentioned earlier. Are we talking about good food versus fad food? Are we talking about, oh, it's the weekend, so it's my cheat day? All of those things. There's messages in that. We're teaching those around us messages. How about if we just eat my body's hungry? So I'm going to eat this because that's kind of what my body wants right now. That's, that's what I feel like I want. How about if we don't equate food with positive or negative behavior? I was good today. I didn't eat that. Hmm. What are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching those around us? Our spouses, our partners. How about if we learn to trust our own appetites and in turn learn to trust our children's appetites? I mean, if we're limiting their caloric intake or our caloric intake, we're teaching them something. There is a message in that. What if somebody says, don't eat that, it'll make you fat? There's a message in that. There's good foods and bad foods. There's a message in that. I think another thing for us and even for people we might interact with is working on building our own self-esteem. If we're comfortable with ourselves, if we're learning to love and like ourselves, likewise, our kids are going to also have this, they're going to see that and understand that if we're not talking about it being related to our body, to physical things, they're going to resonate with that. They may not know at this age, but it's going to be something that they can learn and build within themselves and carry that on later on. I think an important part for each of us is to look at our values. So what are our values? How are our values aligned with our beliefs about ourselves and our bodies? I mean, if our belief is that all people deserve to be treated fairly, and yet our actions show that people in thinner bodies or people who do this or this or this are treated differently, we're going to be teaching that to ourselves, reiterating that message to ourselves and to those around us. And then that reinforces this idea that if you look a certain way or in a certain body, you're worth more. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Does not matter what size body you are in, you are worth just as much as the person next to you. So is this easy work? This is not easy work. I think first of all, you know, let's take a few moments and go through our social, social media feeds. What are we following? What messages are being told to us day in and day out? Do we believe those messages? If we don't, get rid of it. There are some great sites to follow. I'm going to include, hopefully, in the notes section, a whole bunch of um, sites that uh, are body positive, that are about 
different sized bodies and their journeys and their acceptance of themselves and what a difference it can make in our own lives and other lives if we do learn to accept ourselves, if we do learn to see ourselves for so much more than our bodies. And I would suggest uh, another thing. So like we, we need to start challenging the thoughts. When those thoughts come in um, about, I'm too fat, I need to do this, this is good, this is bad, start challenging those. What is something that you could say instead? I'm eating this, I'm a bad person. Well, how about if you tell yourself, I'm eating this, all foods fit, and my body needs the nourishment. I deserve to be nourished. Something along those lines. Another thing that I would suggest is maybe a gratitude journal. A gratitude journal to write down or maybe every day be thankful for one, two, three things that your body provides for you or that because of your body you can do. So that's going to look different for each of us. But for me, on a day, it could be I'm grateful that my body allows me to be present and in the room with my clients. I mean, my body's a part of that experience. Your body is part of your experience in your everyday life. What does that look like for you? How does your body show up for you? My body allows me to see. It allows me to hear. It allows me to feel. My body allows me to come to work every day. My body allows me to swim in my pool at home and enjoy that. I mean, there's just so many things that I couldn't do without this body. And I think it's time that we stop beating up our bodies and telling our bodies all the ways that they disappoint us and turn that around and start thanking our bodies for all the things that it does for us, all the things that it allows us to have in our lives. And if we started appreciating the different aspects of our body, I'm grateful for a voice, a voice to speak, a voice to sing a voice to be heard and for me to stand up for what I believe in, that's really important to me. I wouldn't have that without a body. What are some of the things that you can look at that you can be grateful for in your life that are related to a body? Not a fat body or a thin body, but your body as it is. And I think that those things can help us to learn to start to accept our body Surrounding ourselves with things that show all bodies, not just this societal perception of bodies. And I just am encouraging and challenging each of us to really take the time to do some introspection around how we see ourselves and how that message might be what we're giving to other people. And is that really what we believe and is that really what we want others to believe about themselves thanks for joining me on authentic elizabeth my website is elizabeththerapy.com and remember that together we can do hard things one step and one day